So how do you get noticed when you are a freelance writer? That is what we are talking about. You're listening to Copy Chatter, the podcast where we talk about all things writing business. We're having a conversation here about freelance writing and freelance writers, and you are invited. Let's chat about business, marketing, dealing with clients, mindset issues, copy tips, and rolling with the changes. We'll also delve into what's going on with this particular writer as I grow and build my own business. Ready to talk shop? It's time for some copy chatter. Okay, my friends, I'm really excited about what we're going to go over today. Today, we are talking about how to get noticed as a freelance writer. And so this is hand in hand with um, with marketing yourself. This is more of developing an inbound marketing engine. It takes time. Um, it doesn't always take as much time as you think it might. Um, and this is the kind of thing that arguably use, you know, I hate to use the word should, but arguably these are things that you quote unquote should be doing anyway. Not that I'm going to judge you or condemn you if you're not doing these because I don't even do these <laughs> a lot of the time because social media is hard for me. But anyway, um, I want to talk about six different things that you can do to get noticed as a freelance writer. And these are all online. Um, I have done other things as well. I've left business cards. I've left bookmarks. Um, I got like a custom printed bag from Vistaprint. I mean, don't don't be impressed. It was like 10 bucks um, that said something like writer for hire on it. And I made sure that I carried that around anywhere, everywhere. Nobody noticed. Uh, <laughs> I did not find any work that way. Amazing. You know, I'm not talking about billboards. I'm talking about things you can do online that are pretty natural that should feel natural and easy for the most part. A couple of these, you might give me the hairy eyebrow, but, or the hair, what is it? The hairy eyeball. Anyway, let's jump right into this list so you can start showing up and developing a name for yourself. And as a result, building that referral network just a little bit faster. Okay. Okay. The first thing to do is to show up regularly on whatever your social media platform of choice is and mention things that have to do with your writing career. So maybe it's, I was just balancing the books on my business and I had a 4K month last month, you know, something like that. Talk about, um, I was working on this blog post for one of my writing clients and they had this really interesting insight about the way that, um, you know, kid psychology works. And I'm going to try this on my uh, four-year-old just thought I would share this tip, <laughs> you know, something like that. Um, comment on things you saw in the news or like if you see something on BuzzFeed about like the 20 worst typos of all time, you know, share that and be like, oh my gosh, um, I hope I never do one of these for any of my clients, you know, something like that. So no, I'm not saying to do this all day, every day, but like aim for maybe like once a week, maybe twice a week. If you're pretty active, that should be pretty easy to do. Um, if you're on Instagram, for example, you can do like an Instagram story. You can don't even have to do a post, just a story. Um, you know, the post lives on your feed, but the story is going to quote unquote vanish, although it won't really vanish. Um, and so it feels a lot less spammy sometimes. And, and you can be a lot more natural and convey your natural energy and enthusiasm and whatever. Okay. Um, you can tear apart um, signs that you see, you can say, this was a really cool headline. I had to click on it. What do you think of it? You know, you can criticize clickbaity headlines that offer a big promise. And then when you click over it, it's like, womp, womp. And just say, as a writer, I'm offended, you know, as a freelance blog writer, I'm offended by this, you know, or something like that. Just mention that this is the world where you operate. 
Okay. And, sh- and do it on a somewhat regular basis. If you do it like once a quarter, no one's going to notice you. If you do it once a week, people are going to start to notice. Okay. The second thing that you can do um, in a similar vein is to share your links when they go live. Post them, post them on your Facebook profile. I'm so excited to see this um you know, I'm so excited to see this live or the sales page that I wrote for business name of client um, is finally out there. Check this out and let me know if you um, want to enroll in this cookie course. Maybe I can hook you up with a free recipe, you know, something like that. But when your stuff goes live, share it. This is something I'm really bad at y'all. Um, clients really love when you do that, by the way. Um, you can mention, I love sharing it when my work goes live for clients to get you some extra eyeballs, right? They love that too. It's like a, you know, a, uh, a plus. Um, another thing that you can share is your happy client testimonials. Um, I have a friend who is a Facebook ads manager and she does this regularly. And this is one of the things that, that, she, when she started doing this, she started getting noticed and she went from, um, her, she was charging like a thousand a month for her services. Now she's up to 2,500 a month. So now this is Facebook ads. It's different, but it's the same idea. She was sharing happy clients. She was sharing her client success stories, which in turn are her success stories, right? So think about your success stories and think about sharing them. I just got the nicest email from, from so-and-so who um, I was able to work on some emails and I just had the best time working with them. And she said that I was the best contractor she had ever worked with. That really just made my day. So I thought I would share it, right? Something like that feels kind of natural, non-spammy. Now, like I said, if this is the only stuff you're sharing, that's annoying. Don't be annoying, but don't be afraid to mention these things. And when you get them, be deliberate about sharing them. Um, bonus points if you have recognizable client names <laughs> or if you can make the gig seem extra juicy. Like when I kind of teased that um, super excited for this week's client load because I'm working on a Disney book, right? People are like, oh, Disney book. Oh, that sounds cool. I like Disney, right? <laughs> or they're like, oh, Disney. Um, but whatever, it gets attention, right? People know that I write um, because I mentioned it. And I'm excited because I like Disney. Um, let's see. Another thing that you can do. This is a little bit more out there, but not so much. And this, you'll, you'll find that this is distilling a lot of the advice I give about finding clients on Facebook. But don't be afraid to offer your content related or client management related or niche related, whatever the relevant knowledge or advice that you have with other people who are asking or who need help. Even if you feel like you don't know much, just saying, yeah, I like to uh, keep everything alphabetized. It helps me find my, my onboarding documents faster, right? That's not like complicated. You don't have to be an expert to have an organization system. Um, some people, you know, maybe someone says, I'm looking for an invoicing software, blah, blah, blah. Um, but they're all really expensive. Does anybody know a free one? And then you can be like, I just use a spreadsheet, you know, or whatever. I make, a, I have a PDF template that I make and I send and it's fine, right? Doesn't have to be fancy. Um, if you mention, you know, or, or like maybe so then you would say, mention that you're a writer when you can. Um, my writing clients really appreciate it when I send them three headlines. Um... Uh, or back to the invoice one. Um, I just send a PDF. I just use a PDF template 
I just, I just use a Google Doc template and I send it as a PDF via email um, when it's time to invoice my writing clients. You know, something like that. Mention that you're a writer um, and that you're working. You know, that's like social proof that you're working without being like, oh, I'm working. I landed a client. Right. Nobody. I mean, some people, I guess, like that. Some people, you know, we want to celebrate you. But at the same time, don't be obnoxious. <laughs> um, and then the last thing that I want to share with you about how to get noticed as a freelance writer. And this one may feel way out there. It may feel scary. This may be the kind of thing that you need to wait six months or a year or longer before you feel like you are capable of doing it. And that's fine. You know, I'm not going to push you. You're not doing it wrong if you don't do this. However, I know that some of you listening could get some mileage with this strategy. And that is to make a lead magnet. Not just any lead magnet, a lead magnet that your um, the people you want attention from are really going to like. So if you want to build a reputation as a really good writer among your digital marketing colleagues, you know, your online entrepreneurs, your boss moms, your whatevers, um, your uh, young professionals or whatever, make a lead magnet that will get you noticed by them that pertains to writing. So maybe it's like headline templates or something like that. Judy Ulbrich is a copywriter. And she um, had an opt-in. I think she still has it. Um, and it was like winning headline templates. And it was 10 templates and a breakdown of how to, you know, like what to do to come up with a winning headline. And it was really, it was really handy. Um, and I saw people mentioning this in a lot of places. Um, anyone who needed a, who needed a copywriter, you know, or who was working on copy or who was working on a client project and they were doing the copy, but they didn't feel good about it. You know, anyone who would look for a copywriter would be interested in that. And then they get on her email list where she talks about hire. you know, she offers really helpful stuff in her email list. And then she's like, if you want me to do this for you, here's how you reach me. That's how a lead magnet works. Um, if you have a specific niche like uh, realtors, maybe, put together and you want all these other realtors to notice you and come to you and share your lead magnet because it's that awesome. Put together something that's really helpful for them. I will tell you what realtors need and that is emails. <laughs> realtors need emails. Um, a lot of them also really think they need social content and blogs. So you can put together, um, I would say, a, a series of prompts or an email template uh, like an email sequence template um, to get listing appointments. Um, you could post like a social media calendar, you know, every 30 days on day one, post this on day two, post this on day three, post this. Um, you could, you know, I don't know, whatever you do for your realtors, figure out how to do a, like a, a do it yourself version that you can give to them. And then they're going to know that you know your stuff that you are for hire and they're going to come to you because realtors are overloaded and they don't have time for social media, right? Um, and when other realtors get their hands on this and they're like, oh, this is amazing, then they're going to send it along to other people and you're going to get attention, okay? So um, the tech setup for a lead magnet does not have to be difficult. If you use an email service provider, um, by which I mean MailChimp, but don't use MailChimp. Um, so I'm talking about like 
Mailer Light has a nice free version. ConvertKit, Aweber, where's some of the other ones? Infusionsoft, but nobody here is going to be using Infusionsoft unless I don't know why you'd be listening to this podcast if you use Infusionsoft, <laughs> unless you're using it for a client. Um, but for yourself, um, I don't see that. But um, let's see, what are some other ones? You know, I don't know, whatever. I like MailerLite. I really like MailerLite. Um, and it's free up to like a thousand or two thousand email addresses last time I checked. Um, and they have really nice landing page templates built in. And they have, of course, automation built in. So what you can do is you you write your lead magnet and you turn it into a PDF or whatever. And then you go into MailerLite, you get your free account. Um, you go into one of the landing page templates and you put together a nice little landing page for your lead magnet. And you, you hook it all up in the back end. You set up your automation and um, it's all free. You can do it with Google Docs and MailerLite. And then you have, well, I would do get a, get a bit.ly if you can't or don't want to get a domain. Um, but you can go over to Namecheap and get a URL for most of the time they're like $8.88. Um, and then just have the URL redirect to your MailerLite landing page. You don't have to buy hosting for that. Just set up a simple redirect. Um, or you can just use Bitly and come up with a snappy name that's really going to be easy to share. And there you have it. You have a lead magnet. You can do it in a weekend. And then put the link to your lead magnet everywhere. <laughs> put it everywhere. Um, and talk about it. Make a goal to talk about it at least once a week on social. Um, if you're on like a fast moving social, like maybe Facebook or an Instagram story. Um, if you blog about it, make sure that, you know, if you blog, make sure that you have uh, have it like in the footer of your blog. Put it in the, in the signature of your email. Um, things like that. So put this link everywhere. Put it in all your bios, um, talk it up, and it'll start getting shared. Um, you'll need, I mean, you'll never stop talking about it, but that's another rant for another day. Um, okay, so those are some ideas for how to get noticed as a freelance writer. And these are the kinds of things um, that you, you can, um, it just takes a little bit of time and energy to maintain these. Um, pick one, just pick one and see what it gets you. And then once you feel pretty comfortable with that, pick another one. And then once you feel comfortable with that, pick another one. And soon you're going to start noticing that you get mentioned occasionally in groups. Like you get recommended. Um, you get tagged. And um, then you're going to start getting messages from people and maybe emails from people who are curious about your services and who want to work with you and all those things. Okay, good luck to you. If you need some extra support or if you want to hang out with other writers who are doing what you're trying to do, Come join us in the Inkwell Guild. You can go to Facebook and search for the Inkwell Guild with Ashley Gaynor. Or you can go to theinkwellguild.com and that will take you straight to the group. Answer the questions. We'll let you in and we'll see you on the inside. A funny thing happened the other day. I realized that many of my podcast listeners don't know about Clips Camp. So now I'm going to tell you about it. Clips Camp is a three-week course for new and 
advanced new <laughs> freelance writers who want to get started with high paid client work. If you are on Upwork and miserable, if you're on Fiverr and miserable, or if you haven't even done anything to get started and you don't know what the first step is, Clips Camp is for you. I'm teaching you how to put together a solid portfolio of writing samples that position you as the kind of awesome writer that awesome clients want to hire. So if you want in on that or you just want more information, go to clipscamp.com and I will see you on the inside.